Hello. Well, first of all, I would like to kind of like add an addendum to one of my parties, one of my podcasts, because I said that <laughs> um, I didn't remember any of my 20s when I was in my 20s. That's really, that's really not true. I, I like to act like I'm cool. <laughs> but like the, the truth is, is okay, this is how it works. My first baby, when I had her, um, I was married, and my husband left me, and I really, really wanted to make it work. Of course, every chick does when she's young, right? And you're newly married. And one day, he came to my mom's house, because we had separated, and he just was out partying all the time, and I was home taking care of my baby. And he's just like, um, I'm moving to the state of Washington. And I was just like, oh, no. And so he's like, I don't love you anymore. And I'm like, but I love you so much. <clears throat> so he started to leave. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I was pathetic. I grabbed onto his leg. <laughs> Can't believe I'm saying this. But you know, I'm human. <laughs> And uh, he was trying to walk, and I'm hanging on to his leg, and he's dragging me, and I was crying. Go, don't leave me. I love you so much. And um, and he's trying to shake me off his leg. So anyways, long story short. Oh, sorry. That was, um, okay. My husband's looking up Viking horns for me. Yes. And so, because I told him, I want a Viking horn. I want to do a moon ritual, and I want to all over this valley, right? Okay, so back to story. Let me put this on um, Do Not Disturb. Un momento, por favor. Okay, there. So, anyways, we got divorced, and um, then I met another guy, and um, and he was just like every chick's like dream babe of heavy metlers everywhere. He had like the turquoise eyes, He's super tall. Well, he was like six foot. And um, he had a nice, strong body and um, um, blonde hair. And he was just like totally into heavy metal. And and, um, so um, I had a baby with him out of um, wedlock, I know. And um, he engaged, engaged. He, uh, I was engaged to him. He proposed to me. Um, after he broke my jaw and, um, he threatened to take both my babies and, um, move into the mountains and I would never see them again. Okay. So, um, after I went to, um, a safe house to leave him one night in the state of Texas, uh, I won't get all into that. Um, I actually ended up um, coming home like 95 miles per hour in a car with my mom and then my um, abusive brother uh, cussed me out all the way home from Texas to California because my baby wouldn't stop crying. And then I was put in the ER by him from getting beat. So anyways, I don't want to talk about that, okay? That's just not, that's not conducive to my cognitive reality that's here with me right now. Anyway, um... What I meant by I never, I didn't remember any of my 20s because, you know, in retrospect, I had all my kids in my 20s. What happened was I got my own apartment. I had two babies and, um, like, 
my mom would come and pick my kids up and I was the weekend warrior. Yeah. <laughs> so that's when I would party actually, you know, um, I, I didn't have people coming over to, uh, where I lived cause I didn't think those people were cool. I just thought they were cool to party with and that's the truth. So anyways, because I didn't want people coming over knocking on my door in the middle of the night when I've got babies sleeping. Hey, Jennifer. Hey, yeah, yo, you want to go out and party? Yeah, fuck yeah. I didn't need that kind of stupid heavy around my house. You know what I'm saying? So not a lot of people knew where I lived. In fact, it was very few um, out of all the places I've ever lived when I was single with my kids. I didn't want no riffraff coming around my kids. So I would wait for my kids to be taken with my mom, and then I'd be like, let's party, (laughs) you know, and I'd go, and I would get wasted, I'd have fun, I would laugh, and I would always make sure I had one whole day to recuperate from the hangover, and to make sure I didn't have a hangover, it was my own concoction, my own health cocktail, I would take, when I would get home, I would gag myself till I would puke all of, or try to get all the alcohol out of me. I mean, me and the porcelain god, we were friends for a long time. (laughs) So I would puke all the alcohol out, I'd gag myself, and then I would take two Excedrin PMs, and then I would drink a slew of Pepto-Bismol, and then I would take two Alka-Seltzers. Zero headache. And I even forgot that I drank so hardcore the night before because I induced, you know, myself to puke to get all the alcohol out. So that's what I meant when I said I don't remember in my 20s. I really did, but I do remember my 20s. Some of them, they were really good fuck times. That's all I want to (laughs) say. Like, I mean, I could just fuck things off and go do what I wanted. And and sex was great. Um, But I was still like... um, I was still picky, because I could be, and um, I got the, you know, I get to pick whoever I wanted, where I wanted, when I wanted, how I wanted, <laughs> and how many times I wanted, no matter how many times a night, yes sir, sir, yes sir, yeah, but it was fun, but I kept my shit in, in check, you know what I'm saying, I wasn't around my kids all, hey, do you need a bottle, Nothing like that. When my kids came back, my shit was spotless. My house was clean. I had made sure I didn't have a hangover. Um, I was up to par. Um, I was dressed neatly. I had my makeup. I had all my shit together when I kid, my kids came back. And I was like, Mommy missed you. Liar. Mommy missed you crying and talking shit. Liar. Mommy missed I'm kidding. But so when my kids got home, it was kind of like living, to be honest, like a double life. You know what I'm saying? Just I'm just being totally honest because um, then I would go to church and um, I would take them to Sunday school. But the one thing I do want to point out here is that I I had to make sure that my kids had a um, a stable life. Even though I was still getting abused by some family members and beaten, I still had to make sure that that my kids knew that, you know, hey, mom's on board with us and she's here to protect us. My kids will tell you story after story. All my kids, all of my kids will tell you that I went to the plate for them when I found out there was any type of abuse going on in their life. I mean, I was there like the heaviest mofo and hitter you ever saw. Yeah, I was like... Um, you ain't never saw no mama bear trying to protect her cubs like I was, you know. The school district knew me uh, 
about face and, you know, backwards, upside, upside down. I mean, everybody knew who I was when my kids were little. Now, nobody gives a fuck, but that's okay. That's why I like it. You know, I don't have any problems with anything or anyone, you know, because I don't have any kids. I don't got to, you know, protect and watch and negate and pr- and protect and feed and clothe and teach and learn and, you know, I mean, sing to and read to and teach. I don't have to do any of that anymore. I'm just kind of like laid back. Anyways, um, yeah, I took my children totally, totally serious. Um... There's something on the floor and it's scaring me. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm kind of like in a darkened room and I was just kind of like hoping it wasn't a big black spider. And I turned the um, the flashlight on and it was a, a little tiny um, piece that goes to my... Um, what do you call those things? A little, they're like little drills. I can't remember, but I purchased it for cheap. Anyways... Um, I mean, I protected my kids ferociously. I was there for their plays, even though I hated it. It was so boring and always hot. And they always took too long to start and took too long to stop. And I was usually hungry. But the show must go on. I was always there for my children. You can ask any three of my children, and they will all tell you a story of protection from mom. One of them... When my kid, my son was in Boy Scouts here in the United States in Southern California. Um, one time this kid took, he, uh, he pinched my son's crotch so fucking hard. My, my son froze and I saw the back of my son's mannerisms from the back of the room. They're packed with, with Boy Scout leaders and, and, uh, dickheads like that. So anyways, I'm looking at my son and I stood up. And I told my husband, I don't fucking think so. And my husband's all, oh, come on, just sit down. I said, no, I'm not going to let some other kid punk my kid around like that. Or not even punk, just hurt my kid like that in a, in a, you know, a place full of, you know, a lot of people. I beelined it up to the, the second row from the um, front of the pump the, where the speaker was going to speak. And I leaned into that kid and my kid's face was beat red and he looked scared as hell. And I said, did you just touch my son in a violent manner or some shit like that? You know, I asked him, what'd you do to my son? And the little kids all nothing. And I said, I leaned into him. I didn't give a fuck who was there. I didn't care. And uh, I leaned into that little crowd of little boys. And I said, don't you ever lay another fucking finger on my son again. And all the little boys that couldn't talk. And my son was all pissed off at me, giving me a scouting look. And I said, matter of fact, son, I said, Dallas, get up. We're going. And he's like, no, mom. I said, get up now and get in the car. And so, and and I looked at my husband and I shook my head like, come this way. And we went stomping out of there. And then I pulled my son to the side and I said, did they just grab you in the crotch like I think they did, son? And he's just like, oh, no, mom, it's not what you thought. I go, okay, it's exactly what I thought. Get your ass in the car. No more fucking Boy Scouts for you. Fuck this organization. So we get in the car, and he's starting to cry, and then he stops, and I said, I don't want to hear nothing about it, Dallas. There's no way I'm going to let my son go and get abused, let alone publicly in front of my face. If you think that's going to happen, you've got the wrong mother. Mother. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you got the wrong mama. 
not even halfway home. My son said, Mom, and I said, yes. And he goes, I just want to thank you for doing that. It was so sudden. And I said, really? I said, why? And he goes, because I hated going to Boy Scouts, Mom. They hurt me all the time. Bam! Thank you very much. So, yes, sir. That's how This is how you do it. This is how you do it. You step in when a kid needs help, no matter what, no matter where, no matter how, no matter who. Right? Right. That's how you do it. So all of my kids will give you some type of a story where mama had to come in there and just tear their asses out of where they were at and who was hurting them and show me the way. (laughs) Because I didn't have that protection as a child. You know, I was told... When I was a little girl, you know what, sissy? Spelled with a C. When you when your ass gets home from now on, you just place your backpack up against the piano because we had an upright piano antique. You just place your backpack right there up against the piano and you get your fucking ass over there in the living room where we always go and you lay down and you get in position and you wait. So I had to put my backpack up against a piano. I go with, I lay down, put my arms over my head, and then dickhead, my big brother would just come and fucking jump on me, just land his whole body on my chest. And then he would slap my face back and forth for hours and motherfucking hours and hours and hours, hours. And I couldn't breathe because if I let go of a deep breath, I knew that it would kill me because the, the I could because he was so fucking heavy. So that's why I protected my kids ferociously. And had I not been beat, I do believe that I still would have protected them um, either way. So I just wanted to clarify that I really wasn't a loser in my 20s. I was just a hottie. Thank you. Peace out. Goodbye.